Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Today we celebrate the feast of another apostle, Andrew. He is the brother of Peter. And we see Jesus passing in the Sea of Galilee and calling fishermen as he's walking. He sees two brothers, Simon, that later would be called Peter, and Andrew, they're casting their nets into the sea. And he tells them, come after me, I will make you fishers of men. And they leave their nets and they follow him. And there's two other brothers, John and James, the sons of Zebedee, that are there. You can imagine a band of fishermen, brothers, joking and talking and working. And Jesus looks at them and invites them. He doesn't look for the richest or the smartest or the most polite. He just looks at their hearts. He's looking at your heart and at my heart. And he's inviting us to come and fish. We ponder this as we begin also the season of Advent, where we prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus in a few weeks. From the time that we were little in our home, we would prepare our hearts, warming them by doing kind acts for each other, by having extra time for prayer, by making small sacrifices where we learn self-discipline. So I invite you to chart your path for the next four weeks as we talked about it on the weekend uh, readings, so that you can prepare your heart, so that you can work on one of the elements that maybe is pending, that you've been thinking, I ought to be working on that. We get four, four weeks for penitential acts to prepare ourselves in heart and in mind and in body for the coming of Jesus. We pondered during the weekend as well, why do we need a savior? Because if we don't need a savior, if we feel like we've got it all licked and everything is working and in our spiritual life, we really don't need any help, then what is the point of having a savior? And the whole idea of Christmas is that God dwelt amongst us and that changes absolutely everything. But why do we need a savior if we have our family, our work, our friends, our circles of activity that we engage in daily? Why do we need a savior? That is the first thing that we need to come to grips with as we begin the Advent season. And perhaps you're very clear and you've had a call like Andrew. We meditate in his life because he immediately leaves the nets and leaves everything behind and follows Jesus. Has Jesus called you? Has he entrusted you a mission and you are, you've put it on a shelf, you're waiting for the right time, the right season, to have the right amount of money, to, for the kids to have grown up? Have he, has he entrusted you a mission and you are waiting to take it on? Well, this is the season. Take it on now. This is the season. If he has entrusted you, take the next step today. As soon as you hear it, take action. And that would be a perfect reason to need a Savior because we delay our own salvation. We delay our own actions for the things that we know we ought to be doing. We hear about it and we get busy with the world and forget 
that that's the most important thing. So take out a piece of paper, maybe you already have a journal, and jot it down. This is the mission that I was entrusted. Because if today was our last day on the planet, what if we actually didn't take it on and didn't even get started? If God has entrusted us something, there's nothing more important than that. The psalm today says that your words, Lord, are spirit and life. So if God has spoken to you, then that is spirit and life. His precepts are right, says the psalm for today, which is Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. Perhaps salvation, a savior for you, is a sense of refreshment. Perhaps you're tired, you're exhausted, perhaps you are just tired of, of the pandemic and you need refreshment. And the need of a savior is to lean into Jesus' chest and say, Lord, carry me for a while or help me with these tasks that are just too much where I can't do it. Or perhaps you need a moment of solitude. You need a moment of quiet. Perhaps you can find time in the chapel so that the Savior is from the noise of the world and you can carve a little time each week for adoration or just quietly praying your, the rosary around the neighborhood. What is what is it that you need to say to be saved from in your life right now? And in what way can this season help you turn your eyes upward to God? We are reading today in the first reading from Romans. And we hear Paul, who himself was a Roman citizen, talking to the Roman crowd and telling them about Jesus. He says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, well, that's amazing to say Jesus is, is my Lord. I follow him. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. It's not just believing that he was a nice guy or a prophet or somebody that was wise and a healer. But to believe that God raised him from the dead. That's what we believe. We're people of the resurrection. It is that belief that saves us. Not just a kind of kumbaya feeling that Jesus walked around and doing a wonderful job at taking care of people, but that he came to die so that he could raise from the dead. And that that is what Christmas has at its core. Jesus is born as a baby so that he can grow up to die so that he can resurrect. The scripture says in um, Paul's letter that no one who believes in him will be put to shame. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So this is a call on God's mercy who bends down. He bends down all the way to take shape as a human being amongst us. And Paul continues, how can they call on him in whom they have not believed? There are so many people around you and me that do not believe this, that do not know Jesus. And perhaps that's part of these season's efforts to let others around us know about Jesus, to know about our belief, to know about our faith. How can they believe in him of whom they have not heard, says Paul? And how can they hear without someone to preach? And how can people preach unless they are sent? Jesus sends us. His last words before he ascends to heaven is, go and tell the good news to the world and baptize those around you in the name of the Father, and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps that is part of what we need to be saved from, the fear of not telling the good news. 
the comfort of staying within our zone where we just know how to behave, but not extending the reason for our hope and the reason for our joy. So that as we prepare our homes and adorn them and get our trees lit and prepare ornaments and special meals, that we may not forget the reason for the feast, that Jesus is the reason. And Paul ends by saying, I ask, did they not hear? Their voice has gone forth to all the earth and their words to the end of the world. And as we think about Andrew, who is one of the, fir the first one in, in another of the readings, actually, is Andrew who comes to Peter and says, hey, we have found a savior because Andrew was one of John the Baptist's disciples. So Andrew himself is called to come and follow Jesus. And when Jesus dies, he goes to Byzantium. He is the one that establishes the churches on the east. And he is the one that our brethren in the Orthodox Church also revere because he started those churches. And of course, he also died as a martyr. So we know that the apostles heard the good news, left behind everything they had, quickly responded, walked with Jesus for three years, learned from him, received the Holy Spirit after Jesus died and was resurrected and ascended into heaven, and then took on the job of spreading the news such that you and I can be hearing them today. So let us pray to the Father. Father, in this Advent season, lighten up in our hearts the desire to spread the good news. Allow us to prepare our hearts to prepare our families to gather with joy and to be transformed by the need of a Savior that can help us ignite within us a renewed sense of faith, a renewed sense of hope, and a renewed sense of love. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.